0: Mandatory minimums. We are the SWAT. We're here for your part and all the cash that you've got. We are adrenaline junkies taking orders from the czar. It's a no-no raid. Don't be afraid. Paramilitary.
1: Welcome to the Charles Carroll Society. I am your host, the self-appointed Bard of the American Readout. Today we're going to talk about land confiscation in South Africa, and who is really responsible for the wretched condition that many people in South Africa find themselves in. Uh, first, I wanted to do some house uh, cleaning notes for the channel. If you're new to the channel, we cover politics, both local, um, in the American readout, which is in the mountain west of the united states some of the best farmland left that you can purchase in the world we focus on we do national politics we do cover international politics currently primarily i'm focusing on south africa and we do a little coverage of our own ranching and gardening efforts so if you look through the channel you'll see me doing some gardening and uh, running my tractor as i try to figure out and return to the land and actually put some of this into practice Farming and ranching is not a simple thing. Uh, We fail a lot, but we learn and we keep going. One of the reasons that I cover South Africa for people who um, are kind of new to the channel is because I believe that South Africa could be what America will face eventually. Uh, So thus, um, it's somewhat to help the minority people there. And even um, my uh, fellow Blacks understand, uh, or Africans understand, where we are. Um, what will be successful and what will not be successful, but to learn as they make uh, mistakes. We'll point out the mistakes, but I see that most um, Africans in South Africa, I myself are 30% Bantu uh, African. That's a major part of my gener- genetic heritage, although I'm an American. Um, but um, some people seem, if you, even if you show them the door, they won't walk through it. Uh, Please subscribe and give a thumbs up to the video, which allows more people to see this information. Also, please, please make sure you subscribe to our separate blog over at CharlesCarrollSociety.com. Eventually, the the powers that be are going to kick us off their platform. Uh, When that happens, you can still get our content when you uh, over at our own independently run blog, CharlesCarrollSociety.com. YouTube and Twitter, I cannot become simply YouTube and Twitter famous because YouTube and Twitter are already... Uh, suppressing my videos suppressing this content so the only place you can really keep up with me and, and get this content is on our separate independently owned blog and operated at charles carroll society also in the future i'm always going to put i will do uh, post the show notes for the youtube videos like this one at charles com. that will sh- show up a little bit later, uh, because it takes me time to find all the reference links and put it. Some people actually had a very good point that I should be uh, providing more reference links because some of the many of these videos are teaching videos. So I will do that. Um, if you value our content, uh, also please consider supporting us at Patreon. Link, uh, even one dollar a day, uh, one dollar a month helps. Um, in this um, video, I'm going to go over the concept of private property. Seizing private property, um, specifically like the uh, communists of South Africa want to do, is wrong. But why is it wrong? Is it simply theft? Um, why is that? One of the core reasons that socialism always fails, always fails, Um and Uh, Malema, the leader of the Economic Freedom Foundation, tries to point to China as an example of a successful socialist state, but anyone who studies it more than five minutes realizes that, yes, it's an autocratic rule state, but China was nothing until they actually implemented what they call Market liberalization, essentially implementing capitalism. So China is a calls themselves communist. They do have an autocratic state where the small group of basically high, higher educated, higher IQ people make all the decisions in the in this, in the uh, country, where the vast majority of Chinese still live in uh, uh, rural areas and are extremely poor. Uh, not the urban centers, but they use capitalism to grow. The core wrong of socialism is that it does not accept anything above what the mob of the people, as they call it, want. If you hear Malima talk, he says, hey, we're, we are following the South African uh, constitution. We're following the law. You can't f- follow the law to do something that's morally wrong. Socialism denies that there's something above the will of the people that is morally wrong. What would happen if America the majority of whites who lived in America voted slavery back in. Would that be morally right? Hey, they could actually follow the Constitution, repeal the constitutional amendment that outlawed slavery, and then then vote in and say we want to reimplement slavery. And we would have every right in America to pick up arms and start killing people left and right. Why? Because slavery's morally wrong. Even if the people changed the Constitution legally and voted it in. This is a concept of Western civilization. What happened if someplace else they said no one can get married? Marriage is now voted out. We don't like it. It's a, it's a We don't like it. Well, who cares? You would have every right to continue to get married as much as you want because there's something above the mob, the will of the people. Christians understand this, that there is morality and rights that are above the state to take or a group of people to take, even the majority to take. For this video, we're focusing... On the fact that Christians understand that private property is a moral institution with moral rights attached to it. I am a traditional Catholic although of course currently having a horrid time as um, it becomes more to more light how badly our church has fallen to predatory homosexual priests but we won't get into that in this video. Um, I'm a, what they call a traditional Catholic. Generally, almost anything after 1962 we find highly suspicious um, because the church has been infiltrated. So we always look at what the Catholic Church has traditionally taught. And the, Ca- the Catholic Church has traditionally taught that God entrusted the earth and its resources to the common stewardship of mankind so that the goods of creation, what God created, are for the benefit of all. The Church teaches that this is to be achieved through private property, which is what the Church traditionally has taught is legitimate for guaranteeing the freedom and dignity of persons and for helping each of them to meet their basic needs. This emphasis on private property as necessary for human freedom comes from the questionable Second Vatican Council. Council. The Second Vatican Council is one of the most liberal councils ever. Still, it supports private property. They, in the Second Vatican Council, it says private property or some ownership of external goods confer on everyone a sphere wholly necessary for the autonomy of persons and the family, and it should be regarded as an extension of human freedom. One of the greatest thinkers in traditional Catholic thought, Hilaire Belloc, talked a lot about private property and its proper, its proper functioning in society. He gives uh, four elements of private property, but what I would like— to focus on is something that this man wrote. Uh Hillel Bell- Belloc um lived his life between eighteen seventy and nineteen fifty-three. I mean he foresaw many of this and um and it's amazing to see someone, you know, talk about seizing private property, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy years ago, um to to take a look at this and it's his words are so poetic. It's, it's it's just a really beautiful. Um he so he tries to describe why private property is important. And I want to give you and he does this by doing an a question and answer. And again over on our blog Charles Carroll Society, I'll have the show notes for this. He gives a a question that I believe is very applicable to South Africa. He says, "'A portion of the community owns all the stores of clothing, housing, and food. In the exercise of this right, many of the other communities suffer wretchedness. They have not normal human subsistence. Is the government bound to respect the rights of private property to such a degree as to allow the wretchedness of the greater community to continue?' Bellock says, no, the general needs of human existence here modify the strict, isolated definition of private property. Human subsistence must be found and the wretchedness must be relieved. It is better that this be done by the owner of his own will. Such an action is for of a profit for him as well as his neighbor. But if he fails in this, the executive power of the community has the moral right to interfere Many of the people who support seizing private property in, um, in South Africa are probably very happy with this, but that's not the whole story. Belloc then asked another question: Is in his question-answer way to explain the understanding and limits, the understanding of private property why it should be protected and its limits. He says some in the community suffer discomfort and annoyance, but not to the degree of wretchedness or misery. The people are disturbed, but not lowered in major human dignity, nor seriously interfered with in pr- doing their main human functions by the unequal. Distribution of goods, in this case, land in South Africa. Have I the right to compel a moral equal distribution under these circumstances? Or or has the executive of the state, um, or the prince as he technically calls it, the moral right to interfere with the institution of private property for my relief? And Belloc says, No, I have not the right to do so. It would be theft, nor has the government the right to do it for me. It would be in- an injustice and injustice can be morally and legally fought against. It is, of course, a question of degree and circumstances, but the distinction between wretchedness and annoyance or discomfort is a very important one, for in it lies one great part of the modern quarrel. If property is not a moral institute with moral rights attached to it, as the socialists and communists claim, then even a small measure of discomfort due to unequal distribution has the right to relieve it at the expense of the better off. But if it is a moral institution, then only acutely necessary has necess- necessity has the imperative right to relief at the expense of existing property. So I believe that this is a very, very critical understanding of private property. And um, m- many people uh, send me things and talk about. The concepts of of what's happening over in South Africa. I don't make these videos willy nilly. Just oh well, you know, we're just going to make this video and 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 uh, and put up this information. It it took me probably about ten to fifteen hours of research to understand the Christian thinking of private property and why South Africa, if it goes through with the seizure of private land, is doomed to fail because it's. Con- Now, it has taken me a long time. The majority of the time in looking at this was understanding the concept of wretchedness. And to tell you the truth, the truth of the matter is that as I tried to study the conditions of the South African, many of the South African majority. Remember, 30 percent of farms are owned by blacks. The majority of the land in South Africa is owned actually by the state already. I will say that again. 30% of farmlands are owned by blacks and the majority of the land in South Africa is owned by the state. So one of the things that Christian thought on private property would say is if you want to rectify the wretchedness of the people, you need to do so in the least intrusive manner. Because the private property, what happened 500 years ago, what happened a thousand years ago, what happened 10,000 years ago has little impact of where we are today. Why does the state, why is the state saying that the primary way to deal with the wretchedness? So before I get into that, I apologize. One of the things I realized by looking through this is the, many of the poor people in South Africa have a strong, um, claim that where they're at their situation is wretched. I can't tell you if you're in discomfort or wretchedness from I don't know the other side of the globe. Many poor black South Africans and I guess whites or, or or others would claim they are in not just simple discomfort but they are in wretchedness. They live in these shanty townships and they don't have a a mechanism of how they're going to improve their condition. However, the question one can reasonably ask is is this wretchedness caused by these white farmers owning 70% of the privately owned land? Remember, the state of the the South African state owns the majority of the land in the country already. And that got me into doing some other research. So that's where one of my um, the people who send me information from South Africa really comes in to help. I started doing some research on Zuma, the the past, prime, the past prime minister of South Africa. He is being sued and chased by the government for trying for stealing over 7 billion rand. He illegally, rand is the money of South Africa, he illegally stole from, a, from ESCOM. And we're trying to understand, you know, we Americans with 7 billion rand, what does that mean? If they had instead of stealing, so this whole concept of him—he, the pre- past prime minister, got into bed with a couple of uh, brothers, three brothers from India, and known known as the Guptas, G U P T A S. These three brothers and the past prime minister of South Africa essentially looted the country, looted South Africa. So is the wretchedness that the South African people now suffer is it because of the white farmers or the absolute corruption of Zuma and others like him at the ANC this one issue that we found was that Zuma stole 7 billion rand from ESCOM to put 7 billion rand into perspective that would be enough to buy 1,400 farms at 5 million rands each for black farmers currently 1,400 additional farms could be Purchased willingly if the leadership of the ANC had not stolen the money from South Africa. Is the wretched condition of the poor blacks in South Africa currently in the year 2018 the cause of the racially minority group of farmers who own a bit of land. Remember the state owns the majority of the land and the state has been looting the country. Who's responsible for the wretched condition? Doesn't it sound a lot like you like the ANC knowing that they, their leadership has looted the country over the last 20 years, is trying to find a scapegoat, a focus, an easy focus for the majority to say those people are the reason for your wretched condition. I'm not here to say which group of South Africans are wretched. I'm not here to say that group of uh, South Africans are wretched. I'm not, because that's not really for me to say. I will, I will acknowledge, and I think most reasoned people will say that some of the poor in South Africa are just simply poor and other of the poor in South Africa are truly wretched. But who's the cause of this? Is it those white farmers or is it the corrupt leadership of the ANC? Remember, Zuma stole 7 billion rand, which was enough to buy 1,400 farms at 5 million rands each for black farmers. The government of South Africa spent 200, over 20, 220 million rand um, to create a milk farm called the Verde, F-V-R-E-D-E. Yes, name butcher. That's what I, I'm a name butcher. I am, I, well, I just blame my public education, but I try. So this milk farm, literally the tax, the money that the South African government pulled in, they were going to build a milk farm and hire many, rural blacks into good paying jobs instead of that money going into the milk farm the ANC leadership conspired with the Gupta brothers to steal 220 million dollars of South African money that was enough to buy an additional 44 farms at 5 million ram each for black farmers it is estimate estimated that the Zuma's that the ANC leadership Zuma, and these Indian Gupta brothers stole from South Africa's taxpayers around 50 billion rand in the last three years alone. Not total, just in the last three years. 50 billion rand could have purchased 10,000 farms for black farmers at 5 million rand each. Why, if you're going to say you're wretched and I believe reason people could say that there are many poor black people in South Africa who may live in a wretched condition. We'll accept that. But is stealing a few thousand farms from white farmers the cause of your wretchedness in 2018? While you're letting your leaders in the ANC loot the country where you could be bu- They have stolen so much land or so much money that they could be buying tens of thousands of farms. Tens of thousands, over 10,000 farms at 5 million rand each. It's interesting to watch the Guptas, as I did my uh, study of the Guptas, these Indian brothers. These Indian brothers had a wedding that lasted for a week and cost hundreds of millions of dollars paid for by South African taxpayers. They chartered a major airline, the whole jet, and flew in entire staffs. Of Indian, because you know what? Africans can't cook to to have Indian food. One of the chefs was provided his own servants. All of this money was seized, stolen from the South African taxpayers, both black and white. And when black politicians tried to point out the corruption, the leadership in the ANC fired them, silenced them. And threaten them. And now the leadership of the ANC and the leadership of the EFF, instead of calling for the cleaning up of corruption in South Africa, are pointing the finger at white farmers as being the cause of the wretchedness in South Africa. Zuma and the ANC is estimated to have stolen 50 billion rand over the last three years alone, enough to buy 10000 farms for black farmers at 5 million rand each. Why are the people of South Africa, why is it Malima of EFF? Why aren't the protesters focusing on The corrupt leadership of the ANC with the same energy and vigor, they focus on a minority group that owns some of the farmland. In relieving the wretchedness of the people, you have to look at the least intrusive way to do it. Or you are committing an injustice and an injustice can be morally fought against. Using all means at your disposal. I would encourage the people of South Africa, both black and white, to focus on the corruption that has cost you tens of thousands of farms, which could have been simply purchased. You could have taken that money, billions and billions of rand. And basically the state owns most of the land in South Africa. You could just walk through the state's own land and start carving up the state-owned land and five-acre farms for the people. And using the money of the state to help these people get started. You wouldn't have to seize anybody's land. You would just use the state land and this money to create new farms. I encourage the Africans in South Africa to take a look at this corruption And think through who truly is the cause of the wretched condition of many poor in South Africa. Viva Crystal Ray, Viva Crystal Ray, Viva Crystal Ray, the Virgin of Guadalupe.